This is the Spiritual Burrito. Welcome back to the Spiritual Burrito, everybody. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic day today. I'm Samuel Ryan. And I'm John Hembry. We hope you are in for an amazing time. We are coming out of James chapter 4, verses 11 through 17. P.S. Sunburn is healed. <laughs> I'm not peeling. I'm feeling good. I can smile without it hurting now. So praise Jesus. <laughs> praise Jesus. All right, let's get into it. Enough babbling warning against judging others don't speak evil against each other dear brothers and sisters if you criticize and judge each other then you are criticizing and judging god's law but your job is to obey the law not to judge whether it applies to you god alone who gave the law is the judge he alone has the power to save or to destroy so what right do you have to judge your neighbor after reading that, it's kind of, we bounce off a little bit from verses 1 through 10 about humility. And when we speak evil against others, it's showing a pride issue. We must practice humility with people, treating them right, not talking behind their backs, because when has that ever solved any problems? Right. And even when we aren't speaking angrily, we're speaking in a way that's degrading people mm -hmm. and making it seem like we're better than others. And yeah. I mean, that's not going to solve any issue. Yeah. You know, he, he says, like, when, when we speak evil of others, uh, that we're, we're judging them. And, and so we are, and in verse 11, it says, you're not a doer of the law, you're a judge. Well, how, how does that work? Well, listen, if if we are told to love our neighbor as ourselves, that that is the, as James calls it earlier in chapter two, the royal law, what Jesus tells us to do, to love our neighbor as ourself. If we decide not to do that and are going to speak evil against our brother instead of loving them, we're actually putting ourselves above the law and, and judging the law itself, saying this isn't good enough for me. I'm, I'm going to come up above it. And so he's saying, if, if you're going to judge others, you're not only, you know, breaking God's law, but you're putting yourself in the seat of a judge of God's law. And then he says, but listen, there's only one lawgiver and judge. Verse 12, only one lawgiver and judge who's able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? So he's saying, listen, if, if you're going to judge your neighbor, if you're going to speak evil against them, you're putting yourselves up above the law because you're, you're saying the law isn't good enough. I choose to do this instead. And then James says, but if you put yourself there, listen, there's only one judge and you aren't it. So who are you then to put yourself in that kind of position? So we're, we're to humble ourselves. Like Sam said, this connects with that previous passage. Uh, we're, we're to humble ourselves, even in our, the, the way that we approach God's word, that we're to be doers of the word, not putting ourselves over it and dictating what it says, uh, but also be humble in the way that we speak to and about other people too, that, that our words would not tear them down and, and therefore judge them, therefore not show them the love that God wants to show them. And I think it could be so easy to fall into this trap and we can 
start to say to ourselves, well, I'm not doing these things. Right. And, you know, God calls us to be blameless. And when we're blameless, we're without doubt that we have that salvation. We have that confidence in Him. And there's no greater feeling than that. So don't fall into the trap that, well, I'm not doing these things, mm-hmm. but I am doing this. Yeah. Just be blameless. Yeah. And moving on, it talks about a warning against self-confidence. And it says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is that the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. Again, when we practice humility, we're against, we're against being prideful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that goes along with talking in an uplifting way. And then it talks about how the Lord wants us to have plans, wants us to have goals, mm-hmm. but also He doesn't want those goals and those plans to be our main focus. Sure. He doesn't want those to be our center, but He wants us to be loose with them and do them in Him. You know, if we're not practicing good judgment, if we're not practicing in the fruits, then we lose track of what His plan is for us and it becomes self-confidence, yeah. it becomes selfish ambition. And nothing good can come from that. And we hurt ourselves. We can hurt others. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when my wife and I were first married, we were talking with my sister. I can even like picture the place where we were. She lived in a townhouse at the time. We were over at her house. We were talking with her about, you know, kind of our, our plans for the future that, you know, once uh, like we were. I don't think we were married at the time. So, you know, once we were married and we were going to do these things and go here and wanted to find a job here and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we're going to, you know, wait this long for kids. And uh, and I just remember my, my sister just kind of smiling and nodding through it all. And then she takes a sip out of knowing her. It was probably her hot tea, you know, takes a sip of tea and says, and where's God in this plan? And it was like, you know, two by four to the head, like, hello, (laughs) man, we had made all these, you know, we had all these thoughts of what life was going to look like, but we didn't include God in those thoughts. Now, it's not like we were, we were wanting to dishonor him by any means, but you know, when, when we're making our plans, instead of just saying, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. James is reminding us make sure the Lord is involved in those plans and, and make sure you, you leave him room to, to interrupt them. Like let God's will be the thing that, uh, that leads you. And, and so I think like Sam said, it's okay to have plans. It's okay to have goals, but we need to make sure that we keep those in proper perspective, that they don't, they don't become our primary thing. Uh, and, and that we're doing it in him and through him and, and by him, uh, and allowing him to direct us. So I, I think it's okay for us to say, you know, okay, Lord, here's, here's where I think you're, you're wanting us to go. And so this is where we're going to head, but you, you stop us if you want us to do something else. I, I think that's all right. Uh, but it's, we, we need to remember that he's the one who leads us and guides us that when we're trying to do it all ourselves, James says, that's just prideful. That's just arrogance. And, you know, from lots of experience where I tried to do everything myself, <laughs> I noticed 
it just doesn't fall into place. Yeah. There's just yeah. not that divineness mm-hmm. about it when God is not at my center. Sure. And I get stressed, I get frustrated, but when I when I can take a step back and trust in my convictions and trust in the Lord, then things just start falling into place. And I think that's where verse 17 comes in. Mm-hmm. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. You know, we always say to be sensitive in the Holy Spirit, but when we don't allow the sensitive part to to dictate our convictions, then we're sinning. And, you know, my biggest regrets have come from that. Sure. When I was convicted to do a thing and I didn't do it. And, you know, I might never get that situation. I might never be able to speak to that person ever again. And I got to live with that. I got to pray that they can meet Jesus, meet meet someone else that is willing to speak out and definitely notice that is where I find the most regret that I have. Yeah, you know, it's not just doing the wrong thing that is a sin, uh, but it's not doing the right thing, Amen. you know? And so, uh, you know, I, I think again, back to God's that that royal law of love one another you know uh, there is there is a piece of that that you know if, if we're not harming anyone that means it's okay right um, well you can literally just sit on the couch then and not affect anyone's lives right but he says love your neighbor as yourself and that's a positive thing that's a that that includes action um, and so we can't just avoid them. That's not loving them the way that we would want to be loved, right? Um, and and kind of in in the same way, you know, yeah. it's not just the the wrong things we do. It's also the right things that we neglect to do. The things that we know we're supposed to, but we don't do them. Um, and, and like Sam said, you know, for one, that that just leaves us with regret, um, wishing that we would have done what we knew we should have done, you know, talk to that person or, uh, man, even, even some of the times where we find ourselves, uh, you know, giving in, giving in to temptation where like, man, we, we know that's not the route we're supposed to go down. And, uh, and so when we don't, you know, put those roadblocks in there that we, we know we should for our own good, I think I think yeah we're we're flirting with dangerous things when we act that way, and and James you know it it almost seems disconnected from you know the rest of what we're talking about but really I I think it just kind of sums it up and wraps it up well that you know if we're if we're putting ourselves in in humility towards the Lord you know we're we're wanting what He wants over what we want and and that isn't just. Uh, you know, avoiding the negative things, but it's also doing the positive things uh, that we are, you know, we're, we're acting for good in this world for his kingdom uh, to be able to, to spread his glory, his goodness all around. And I think to really get and dig into these six verses, I think James is really trying to convince us that when the Lord has our hearts, then he's going to intercede on our plans. Mm-hmm. He's going to intercede in our relationships on how we're treating people, on how we're acting in humility and not in pride. When he has our heart, then we're doing his will. Yeah. 
and we're thanking him for everything that he's giving us and you know we're showing that through how we're treating people um, showing that through you know how we're living our plans our goals and I think that is what James is really trying to get at that it's it's all about the heart it's Mm -hmm. a relationship and you know when we're able to produce fruit we're connected to the branches yeah we're connected to the Lord Mm -hmm. but when we're away from that then you know even what we're doing even if it's good or bad it's disconnected yeah it's it's not it's not what was intended for us right you know it's as we as we grow and as we mature in in our faith in our walk with our, our walk with Christ that you know we will hopefully be seeing that our our desires are his desires you know that it's not it's not us wanting something and then putting that on God and saying you know oh well I think he wants it too no our our desire is actually for what he wants mm-hmm. and uh, and so that that floods over into every aspect of our life, you know, our, our goals, our plans, our relationships, the way that we, uh, you know, the way that we are at work, the uh, way we speak to people, you know, all of that should be growing and maturing in Christ too. And like, like Sam said, we're, we're going to see that fruit because we're connected to him, connected to, like Jesus says, the vine. And so we'll, we'll see that fruit growing in our lives as we grow and as we mature. John and I, again, want to thank you for such a great episode of The Spiritual Burrito. I'm Samuel Ryan. And I'm John Hembry. And we hope this episode of The Spiritual Burrito was satisfying to your soul. Hey, if you're on social media, come give us a follow. We're on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at The Spiritual Burrito. Uh, Yeah, there's no other accounts with that name, okay? (laughs) But come follow us. uh, Check out what we're doing. Join our journey. And here's the thing. If you listen and like what you hear here at The Spiritual Burrito, would you share it with a friend? Let them know about it. Maybe share it on your social media platform. And whatever platform you listen to this on, whether it's, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a subscribe or a follow and leave us a rating and review. Listen, that just helps us to get the spiritual burrito out to more people. And we just want to feed everybody spiritual burritos. Thanks. Trying to think of where we can get connected to it. And hopefully we can say that without getting in trouble. I feel like I'm just rambling, man. <laughs> but. <laughs> and, you know. It was on the tip of my tongue.